The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell, Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. This is the program for spiritually enlightening discussion, interviews, and the practical application of new thought principles to transform your life. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the Senior Assistant Minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Derek B. Wells is the Senior Minister, and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the Founder. If you're ever in the Chicagoland area, we would love for you to stop by and worship with us. You can go to our website, www.cutemple.org. That's www.cutemple.org. Org and get more information um, when we have classes, seminars, workshops, or anything, or just you just want to stop by and, and uh, worship with us or just bless us with your presence. We'd love to see you. Obviously, um, you know, we always want people to worship with us on Sunday, so if you're definitely in the area on a Sunday morning or if you're in the Chicagoland area, please come by and check us out. Today, I'm starting a new series titled Open Your Mind and Be Healed, which is based on the book Open Your Mind and Be Healed by the founder of Christ Universal Temple, the Johnny Coleman Institute, and the Universal Foundation for Better Living, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman. Uh, This book isn't very big. It's not large, maybe about 90 pages or so, but it's very powerful because it gets right to the heart of the matter because Reverend Coleman's ministry was started by her own physical healing, which he talks about in the book in, in, in great detail. You know, basically as you get as you start to read the book, basically you'll understand that because of her healing and what God did through her in her as her, she then started to learn how to teach this message to other people so other people can benefit from these life-saving principles. I am requesting that everyone who follows along with this series actually get the book Open Your Mind and Be Healed by Johnny Coleman. You can order it through the church bookstore, our website. I'm sure you can go on Amazon.com and other websites to get the book. Obviously, I'm going to promote you getting it from Christ Universal Temple. That way the ministry that she started and developed can uh, benefit from the sales of the book. But in the meantime, make sure you get the book. Uh, One way or another, make sure you get the book because it will bless you. And then your elevated consciousness will be a blessing to others. So let's get right to it. In... The book, after the foreword by the Reverend Della Reese, Reverend Coleman writes an open letter. She calls it an open letter to each of you. And she uh, wrote, dear friend, I cannot emphasize strongly enough the importance of a change in consciousness to facilitate your healing of whatever kind. This is the only way to guarantee a permanent change in your life. You are not created to suffer. You are not created to live a life from one malady to another. Now, that's not the whole letter, but I want to stop there for a moment because she she gives some definite principles in this first paragraph. Number one, she emphasizes 
that if you want to facilitate your healing, you have to have a change in consciousness. In other words, in the way you and I think, feel, and believe. We have to be mindful that our paradigm has to literally shift from this human physical awareness to an awareness that we are spiritual beings living in the spiritual universe governed by spiritual law. And he also states that a change of consciousness will facilitate a healing of any kind. Some people might say, well, I don't need a physical healing. My body is expressing health at a high level. But it might be a relational healing. It might be a financial healing. I don't know. It might be, you know, a healing with your spouse or a healing with your children or parents or siblings. It might be a healing with, uh, at, in your, at your job with the people who work there. Whatever it is, a change, a shift in consciousness can facilitate that healing. And then she states, this is the only way to guarantee a permanent change in your life. That's key, too, because we try to change everything but ourselves and nothing sticks. The only permanent change you'll ever have is the change that you make in your own consciousness. Then she states, you were not created to suffer. Mm. You are not created to suffer. One of the things we teach at Christ Universal Temple and the Johnny Coleman Institute is that it's not God's will for you to suffer. Suffer, And suffering doesn't bring you to God. Your desire to be free of suffering makes you say, I need to understand this God thing better. We see, because we, we weren't created to suffer, it's abnormal. Therefore, we seek to get out of it. Now, at a deeper level, when you really want to get into hardcore metaphysics, suffering is perception to an extent. In other words, how you see and view a thing. You can have the exact same experience as someone else, or someone is suffering and someone isn't. But from in this context, she's talking about having experiences like the body not working. And she said, you weren't created for that. She said, you were not created to live a life from one malady to another. In other words, one physical problem to another, one financial problem to another, one relational problem to another. Because we believe, and we'll talk about this later, that every individual on the face of this earth should live. A, we believe that it is God's will that every individual on the face of this earth should live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. That's what we stand on. Everybody. So she goes on with this open letter, and I'm going to read all of it, but I'm going to read part of it. I'm in the Roman numeral 12. Practice makes permanent. Prayer and meditation must become as much a part of your daily preparation as hygiene. So just like you bathe or shower, brush your teeth, floss and scrape your tongue, put deodorant on, put lotion on your on your skin, etc. Just like you do those things. And it's something that's consistent, something that is daily, sometimes many times a day. You have to make prayer and meditation a part of your daily routine because it helps create that change in consciousness she wrote about. So then she makes a very powerful statement. God knows nothing of arthritis, diabetes, cancer, tuberculosis, or AIDS. Resolve this moment moment to pray for the elimination of these illusions from the mind of all men and women, thus eliminating them from the bodies of all humankind. This is a tough statement. Now, one of the things you have to know about Reverend Coleman is this. Uh, she makes very bold statements. This book, Open Your Mind and Be Healed, was to a large extent extracted from her sermons and put into a form uh, uh, that you can read and work with. Reverend Coleman didn't back up from making very, very bold statements because of her complete trust that you could be healed from what the world calls uncurable diseases because she was healed from what the world called an incurable disease. So when you read statements like this in this book, realize she's not backing up. 
She knows what she's saying. So when she says God doesn't know anything about it, she's saying that the principle uh, that we call God, divine law, infinite intelligence, cosmic consciousness, all of these big words we use, knows nothing of the error. That's key. We need to understand that. See, illusion in this context means something that is not real or a power in divine mind, God. It's an appearance. It's temporal existence. In other words, it can be taken in and out of existence because it's not based upon a principle. It's a fact that it's based upon the beliefs of human consciousness that show up in the human experience. Now, that doesn't mean that people factually don't have these maladies. She's saying that they're not true in God. Now, one of the ways we explain that is in the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in the revealing word on page 64 where Charles Fillmore gives an excellent definition of evil. I think it helps explain when you read statements like none of these things exist in God's mind, it's an illusion, etc., etc. It states evil, that which is not of God, unreality, error thought, a product of the fallen human consciousness negation. When he says fallen human consciousness, he means any thoughts and beliefs that are not consistent with the truth about God. All right? Not Adam and Eve are really real people who ate a fruit and, you know, and all of that stuff that goes around the concept of the fall of man. He's talking about consciousness. He goes on to say evil is a parasite. It has no permanent life of itself. Its whole existence depends on the life it borrows from its parent. And when its connection with the parent is severed, nothing remains. In divine mind, there is no recognition of evil conditions. Such conditions have no basis of reality. Huh. So when you understand that, it's really key to when you're wrestling with what you call error appearances, evil, sickness, lack, whatever, to go back and read definitions like this and then pray about it and ask God to reveal to you what it means. That's important. Then it goes on to say in the next paragraph, uh, excuse me, the last sentence in that paragraph, apparent evil is the result of ignorance. And when truth is presented, the error disappears. So what she's saying is a sufficient realization of truth will change the fact that something is appearing in your body. Now, here's the thing that that I try to drill home with students when it comes to spiritual healing. If anybody has ever been healed through prayer, through visualization, through meditation, through speaking the word, through the Holy Spirit, as some people would call it, then it's possible for anyone to do it. See, you can't have it both ways. Either it is or it isn't because it had to be a principle. It had to be a principle to uh, for it to be able to be expressed in that one individual's life. So in other words, you see somebody who's, who you know has gone through what, uh, what the world would call a physical ailment that through spiritual means received a healing. That means it's a science to it. It's a science of the mind. It's some principles and some divine laws that need to be understood to bring about the healing of the body or the healing of the finance or the healing of the relationship or whatever. You don't have to back up, but you do have to know the truth. Now, again, that doesn't mean, and, and we'll get into this later, that doesn't mean that you don't do the human things you need to do to take care of yourself. But realize that if you're a spiritual being, when you encounter what the world calls problems, you start with your spiritual nature first. Then you integrate it into your mental self and your physical self. Charles Fillmore goes on to say on page 64, there is but one presence and one power, God omnipotent. But man has the privilege and freedom of using this power as he will. When he misuses it, he brings about inharmonious conditions. These are called evil. So some of it is just the misuse of the power that flows in us through us as us. Just think about that. That is divine law. 
And through my thinking, through my feeling, through my belief, through my speaking the word, through my actions, I am I am creating the experience of something. We need to be mindful of that. We need to be mindful of that. Yeah. You know, so as we go forward working with this book and with this series, let us be mindful that bold statements will be said in this series by me quoting Reverend Coleman or by me because I'm saying them. But understand why they're being said. We're saying that there is a principle that transcends the human experience. There is a divine law that transcends the human experience. There's an infinite intelligence that transcends the human experience. Transcends it. So she goes on to say, the healing power of God did not originate with Jesus and it has not ceased with you. It is at work right now. Open your mind. In other words, open your thinking. Be willing to have a shift in your perception. Be willing to step outside the box. Be willing to crush that old paradigm in context. Open your mind to the allness of God that you are. Not God outside of you, but the allness of God that you are. This is all that is needed. A real realization of who you are in God and who God is in you. To break the bonds of pain, suffering, sickness, and affliction from the life, world, and affairs of all God's children. She said, it works for me. It will work for you. Think about that. It works for me. It will work for you. Now, this show is supported by your donations and giving. So as you freely receive, please freely give. I know the majority of the people listen to this show via podcast. They download it to their phones. Uh, they listen to it on their uh, tablets, computers, etc. So you might not necessarily be on Unity Online Radio right now as you're listening to this. But I do want to remind you that this show, yet again, is supported by your donations, your love offerings. So as you have freely received freely give so if you're online make sure that you click on the donate button and help support this online ministry if you're listening to it via itunes or stitcher or any other podcast at a later date whether it's today or three years from now click on and support Uh, go to the unity online radio website click on the donate button and help support this ministry What we are doing today is literally changing lives for the better. We are transforming the consciousness of humanity by radiating truth, by spreading the word, by sending the gospel, the gospel. What does that mean? The good news that God is in works in you through you as you and as you understand who you are in God you can be empowered in life that's good news that's the gospel so therefore make sure that you support what we're doing also remember that you can call in and ask me a question at 888-558-6489 888-558-6489 we'll be right back with truth transforms
Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. Have you seen Unity Magazine lately? There's a new editor, a fresh new look, and now Unity Magazine has gone digital. Print subscribers, you can access Unity Magazine for free from your computer or mobile device. Non-subscribers can buy single digital issues through Google Play, Amazon, and the Apple Store. Sign up at our website and let Unity Magazine become your favorite digital resource for spirituality and inspiration. To learn more, visit unitymagazine.org slash digital. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms. Now, here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Remember, you can call me at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. Now, I do want to let you know that I will be pulling out basic principles out of these chapters as I teach this book. Again, no one can teach a book line by line, word for word, without taking up months to do that. So I possibly will miss the point you want me to teach. And if that's the case, then I would suggest you pick up the phone and call me. Because if I don't know what you really want to understand, then I can't cover it. Anyway, so moving on. On page one, chapter one, health is your birthright. She states, or she quotes uh, two of the tenets in the creed of the Universal Foundation for Better Living. And her uh, deceased husband, the Reverend Donette, actually wrote the what we believe statements for the Universal Foundation for Better Living. So she's quoting her uh, well, ex-husband, or et cetera. Anyway, it is God's will that every individual on the face of this earth should live a healthy, happy, and prosperous life. Such a life is within the reach of us, each one of us, and the way to its attainment begins with the realization that the kingdom of God is within us, waiting for us to bring it into expression. And I would suggest if you want to read these statements, you can go to either the Christ Universal Temple website, www.cutemple.org, or the Universal Foundation for Better Living website, www.ufbl.org, and look up the what we believe statements for yourself, the nine statements of faith. And I think they pretty much cover what I call the promise of due thought. Matter of fact, I taught four of these statements at the International New Thought Alliance Congress this year, and I actually titled it the promise of new thought. Anyway, moving on. She writes on page two to experience the health that is yours by divine birthright will require a change in attitude. If you keep doing what you're doing, you will keep getting what you're getting. The change is in the way you view yourself and the universe. All right. This is key. So she's saying that health is your divine birthright. Now, it's, you might want to ask yourself the question, well, what is health? Now, again, because I like to use my tools, I went and looked up in the revealing word, by Charles Fillmore, the 
the word health. And it's, and he wrote a state of being sound or whole in mind and body. Now, again, a state of being sound or whole in mind and body. Now, here's the key. You're already sound and whole spiritually. Your spiritual self doesn't need a healing. It's the mind and body. It's the mind and body that express health. Your spiritual nature is health. Why do we know this? Because he then writes, oneness with the Christ mind assures perfect health. Now, you might be saying, well, why are you quoting Fillmore so much? Well, I come out of the background with the Universal Foundation for Better Living in Christ Universal Temple that was based upon the old unity metaphysics because that's where Reverend Coleman came from out of that teaching. Therefore, it's my foundation. It's my base. It's where I start from. It's not necessarily where I where I necessarily stay because I believe in, in pulling from the resources of every good teacher of truth and what God gives me. But it's a good base. So you don't have to say, well, this is true because Fillmore said it because I don't believe in being a fundamentalist of anybody. I'm saying if it makes sense to you and this makes sense to me, that's why I'm reading it, then use it. He goes on to say oneness with the Christ mind assures perfect health. So he says when you're aware of who you are spiritually with your inner intelligence, with that kingdom of God within you, with that that awareness within you of your divine potential, then that will assure your wholeness or your health. Then he says a very powerful statement. Health is the normal condition of man, a condition true to the truth of his being. Health is from within. It does not have to be manufactured in the without. That is a very powerful statement because he's saying that it doesn't make a difference what the healing is that you have within you the ability to heal anything. But what do you believe? Then he talks about on page 92, he talks about what does it mean to heal? He says it's to bring forth the perfect Christ man that exists within each of us. Now, Christ man doesn't mean male. This is language he used in his day. He said to basically saying to bring forth the perfect Christ idea or Christ potential that exists within each of us. There is a spiritual potential. There's a spiritual idea and ideal within each one of us. We call that the indwelling Christ. Not the man Jesus, quote unquote, but that the idea that Jesus so perfectly expressed. And healing, Mr. Fillmore states on page 92 is uh, restoring to original purity or integrity, quoting from Webster's Dictionary. Then he states, the first step in all spiritual healing is to believe, and the next step is openness and receptivity to the stream of healing life. In other words, the, the life activity of God, which we're going to get into a little bit later. Then in the next paragraph, he states, all healing is based on mental cleansing. When the mind is free from error thoughts, harmony in the body ensues. Now, think about that. When the mind is free from error thoughts, harmony in the body ensues. So the place where we start working on our healing is in our minds. All right. Now, back to the book. She states on page three. You are God's greatest creation. You are made in the image and likeness of God. You are a child of God. You have mastery, authority, and dominion over everything in the physical world. Now, that does not mean over other people. That means that everything that concerns your experience, you have mastery, authority, and dominion over. Your experience. Not your nephew's experience. Not your co-worker's experience. Now, your consciousness can influence them, but you're not supposed to have mastery, authority, and dominion over anybody. All right. She goes on to say your true nature is spiritual and not human. All right. Then she gives some background with the Bible that I'm not going to get into. You can read on your own from Genesis and talking about the dominion and all of that stuff. And she states on page five that as a spiritual being, you may be sure whatever is true of God is true of you. Now, 
one of the things I'll do sometimes in class when I'm teaching this principle is I'll write on the board, tell me every, you know, definition of God you can come up with. Principle, divine law, omniscience, omnipotence, omnipresence, uh, you know, love, substance, wisdom, power, life. And, and we exhaust the process. And then I remind them, whatever is true of God is true of you. So if God is these things, so are you spiritually. She says it this way on page five, the nature of God is absolute good. Therefore, the nature of you is absolute good. Now, I might be frustrating my potential, my purpose and my nature, but it doesn't change who I am. It doesn't change who I am. Tarzan could be raised by apes, but Tarzan is not an ape. You are who you are and who you are as a spiritual being, even if you're acting and pretending like somebody else. She goes on to say, God knows nothing about disease, pain or suffering because they are not real. Again, we covered that not real in truth, not real in divine mind. And if you want me, if you want a better longer explanation of this go back to my series the last series what are you and listen to the chapter uh the real and the fictitious and i go into great detail about real and existence all right she says understand this you have mastery authority and dominion only over those objects that are subordinate to your nature undesirable situations circumstances and disease are not absolute good They're not absolute good. They are illusions. And again, illusions does not mean that they don't have factual existence. That means that they are temporal. They come in and they can come out of existence. And and there's an aspect of each one of us that is permanent and enduring. And that permanent and enduring aspect of us is already whole and complete. So she says the false realm of illusions is subservient to the realm of spirit, which means that anything in the physical is subservient to the spiritual. Catherine Ponder writes about this in great detail in the books, uh, Dynamic Laws of Prosperity, Dynamic Laws of Healing, and Dynamic Laws of Prayer, about how when we, how to work with the spiritual law to change the physical ex- experience. Those are excellent books that talk about those subjects. Because at times we think that that the, what the physical says has to be the way it has to be forever. No, no, it doesn't. Again, if anybody's ever been delivered through prayer, if there's anybody that's ever been delivered through their realization of truth, if there's been anybody who's worked with others for prayer and had breakthroughs, then it's possible for you. I don't care how many times you feel as though it hasn't worked. And we can, you know, drill down on that. Um, I'm thinking about doing a series on prayer next year sometimes and dealing with one of those questions, which is uh, why aren't my prayers answered? And do because I'm wondering, do we really understand the concept of prayer? Really, really understand it. But that's for another day. I'm not going to get into that now. So she goes on to say. That nothing outside of you has any control over you. What does it mean to you to really be free? What does it mean to you to really be free? So she states on page six, you are not a puppet on the string being manipulated by a bevy of puppeteers. There's no need for you to succumb to the dominion of the puppeteers, puppeteers such as heredity, peers, family, community, culture, ethnicity, socioeconomic status, society or fate are not your source. These are illusions of human consciousness. Remember, you are a spiritual being. Again, Reverend Coleman is taking the stand 
that none of these things can dictate who you are. It was just kind of funny. I was listening to the radio on the way into work today. And Steve Harvey quoted something that I originally heard from uh, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, uh, who's a very good friend of this ministry. Um, uh, he, uh, I heard Dr. Kimbrough say it years ago, and Steve Harvey quoted it again t- this morning, where he stated that if um, the, the nine closest pe- people in your life, if the nine closest people in your life are broke, most likely you're the tenth. And what that was saying is that, you know, we allow these puppeteers of family, friends, experiences, et cetera, to dictate how we want to live life. Now, that doesn't mean you drop family, drop friends or whatever. I'm not saying you do anything other than realize that that your 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 closest circle to an extent represents a certain level of dominant thinking. That gets certain levels of results. And if you want to play a big game, you have to. <laughs> I don't want this to sound elitist, but it's the only, but it's the way spirit is giving it to me. If you want to play a better game, you have to play with better players. We all have the same potential, but some people play the game better. You know, uh, I told my class last week, by uh, mastermind for success class on Wednesday nights at the church, that when I was growing up playing basketball at the neighborhood park, which was famous for its basketball. When we were young, um, you know, young teenagers, you know, we would play ball and then the ballers would show up. I mean, the guys that could play, you know, ball and, you know, for whatever reason in Chicago, we've always had quote unquote playground legend types that could play ball with the pros and the division one college players. But for whatever reason, um, they didn't put it together to, make it to maximize their talent but it was just always kind of funny when they allowed us to play with them you know we're 14 15 years old and these guys are primarily grown you really had to step up your game to be on the court with these guys you didn't play with them the way you played with your peers you stepped up so i'm saying as you step up and start being around a different type of mentality this is one of the beautiful reasons why I tell people to go to church and to get into classes and go to the workshops and do self-improvement things and go to seminars and all this type of stuff is because it gets you in a different quality of thinkers, not quality of people, because all people are the same. They're spiritual beings. I, I don't believe in quality of people, but I do believe in quality of thinkers and I do believe in quality of achievers. Getting around a different quality of thinking and achievement helps you shift. So if you're wrestling with, is this possible, get around some people who know it's possible. If you're working with a healing, get around people who know that healing is possible. And and as Jacob said, as he wrestled with God on the road in the Bible, he says, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. But you have to make a decision today to support your own breakthrough. To what are you listening to in your car? When you're cleaning up the house, you could be listening to stuff on healing, getting the CDs, getting the tapes. You could be doing the meditation. You could be doing the visualization. You could be going to class. Anybody that's at Christ Universal Temple or in the city of Chicago should be running in the door to hear a message that can help transform your life and give you serious, magnificent breakthroughs getting in a class in the Johnny Coleman Institute to learn the principles that help you live a better life. This is the promise of new thought. But it's important that you shift your culture. Again, that doesn't mean that you stop loving Uncle Pookie. What it's saying is Uncle Pookie's consciousness can't help me get where I want to get in life. Uncle Pookie's consciousness is not going to help me get my healing. Uncle Pookie's consciousness is not going to help me get paid. I need to do something different. I need to be radical about my own transformation. Radical about my own transformation. 
We're coming up on our last break, so let me let you go, and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Chris Michaels, host of The Prosperous Life on Unity Online Radio, is an author, life coach, national speaker, and the founder and spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living in Kansas City, Missouri. Through his writing, coaching, and speaking, Chris has helped thousands of people understand the basic spiritual principles that govern our lives. In his book, Your Soul's Assignment, he reminds us that we each have something to do here on earth a unique purpose to our lives. If you're interested in discerning what is yours to do, are looking for practical spiritual principles to inspire your life, or coaching to provide you with the tools to live more fully, visit Chris's website at www.chrismichaels.net. That's www.chrismichaels.net. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. been listening to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. If you have questions or comments about today's program, or if you'd like to join in on the discussion, email us at truthtransforms at unity.fm. Now back to Truth Transforms. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. I'm teaching the book, Open Your Mind and Be Healed by Johnny Coleman. Again, make sure that you get this book. It is a powerhouse book. You want it in your collection. Again, if you want to call me, you can call me at 888-558-6489, 888-558-6489. I also want to remind you that this show has a Facebook page. You can go on the Facebook page. If you're on Facebook, like the page. That's my request. If you want to contact me, it's an easy way to contact me. You can write on my page. If it's more private, you can inbox me. And, you know, we can, you know, we can make sure that we interact. Uh, I, I love the interaction, et cetera, et cetera. I do reserve the right to answer the questions I choose to answer. So please know that because I'm a minister and I'm mindful of that, uh, uh, of anything. But anyway, moving on. Page, <clears throat> page seven, page seven. She talks to talk about God is life and et cetera. She really went into her story, which I'm not going to get into. I want you to read it yourself and really allow it to impact you. What she went through and how she came to the conclusions that she ended up teaching tens of thousands of people how to do. And indirectly, I would say most likely well over 100,000 people, if not more, I would say that. Because she was on TV in the early 80s teaching this message in multiple cities in the Midwest. This was, you know, pre-cable in most cities from 1981 to 1985, uh, teaching um, weekly um, New Thought Metaphysics on TV. This was before many of the quote-unquote televangelists uh, came out. You know, she was one of the first. And she was teaching it pure on TV. I can still remember as a kid now my mother watching the show. She didn't attend the church, but she was a supporter of Reverend Coleman. And she would watch the show and um, 
you know, I never paid attention to it because I was a kid not caring what my mom was watching as far as church was concerned. But now as an adult, I realize how radical it was to have a TV show on in multiple cities teaching new thought in 1981. That is amazing. Amazing. So how many we don't know how many people were affected by that TV show alone. How many people tuned in from different cities and learned the truth about who they were and then went out and lived the truth with and CUT might not ever know anything about these people, but they were blessed by Reverend Coleman's ministry. Something to think about. It, you know, I often wonder, which, you know, obviously, you know, I don't believe in regrets, but I often wonder um, what the ministry could have been if we would have stayed on TV and you know she was moving at the time in 1985 moving into this building was a big enough endeavor by itself so she put our concentration on moving in the current building we have but that being said you know being on TV before the popular televangelists and before many of the big names today she had a head start on all of them and I think that it's something to say that yet again in many ways Reverend Coleman was a pioneer, uh, teaching new thought on TV and being a black woman preacher on TV is nothing to shake a stick at. I don't think you can I don't think you can go back in the 80s and find that again. Pre cable. Anyway, moving on. On page 10, she states. Good health is possible because one of the attributes of God is life. Life is the idea in the mind of God of activity, animation, zest, vibrancy. Life manifests in us as health, wholeness, and energy. This is key. God is life, and life is the idea in the mind of God or divine mind, the idea of activity. Something that has life has at some level animation, but it functions in us as health it functions in us as wholeness it functions in us as energy but here's the thing I, I, we are not necessarily aware of the perfect life of God that flows in and through us we have enough life to again to maintain the body because when the when the life of God leaves the form the form deteriorates we call that death now I like to use the analogy of a water faucet. The water is coming from the water department through the city pipes, through into your house or apartment, whatever, to your faucet. The knobs or the handle on the faucet prevent the water from coming out. The water is always at that faucet. It is never not on that faucet, no matter what. It's always flowing there, and the faucet keeps the water from coming out of the spout. The knobs or the handle allows the water to come out in various degrees. It'll pour out based upon the amount, the the level of how, of how you turn your uh, faucet. So if you let just turn the faucet just a little bit, a little water will come out the spout. Turn a little bit more and more. If you turn it all the way up, the ability or the of, for the water will come out to the uh, to the to, that's consistent with the size of the faucet. So for instance, you can have a faucet, or you can have one of the those um 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 the I forgot what they call it fire hydrants that the fire department connects to. And, and with the hose, shoot water out that can actually put out a fire. Now, it's all the same water underground. But the hydrant is a different size than a faucet. And depending on how you turn the hydrant or the faucet will determine the amount of water that comes out. The water will just flow. So the thinking is the faucet or the hydrant that's turned at a degree that allows the life of God, health, wholeness, and energy to either drip out, stream out, or overwhelmingly flow out. 
the life of God is the same. The expression is dependent on the thinking. Are you allowing health to pour through your thinking? Are you allowing the life of God to have its way? And you say, well, how do we do that? That's a very good question. One of the ways is, again, she talks about prayer. She talks about meditating. Prayer meditating on what? The life of God. Literally. The life of God. Pray and meditate and affirm the truth about who you are in God and who God is in you. All right. She gives us an example of this on page 10. And I'm going to jump back. I mean, page 12. She states, affirm, I am the father I want. The principle of life radiates health, wholeness, energy, and vitality throughout my body temple. I am healed. Praise God. I am healed. I am. I am. I am. And she puts it in bold because she wanted people to speak it with feeling and conviction. Again, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I'm not going to let you go. So you affirm it. So right now, if you're working with a healing uh, need, quote unquote, and I'm using that, you want to shift or change your expression. This is one of the ways you start the process. Write it on it. Write this on a three by five card. Every Three, four, five, six, seven, ten times, as many times as needed. Affirm it daily. Look at your card. Speak it out loud. Look at yourself in the mirror and affirm it to yourself. See yourself saying it to yourself. Don't say it in your head. Audibly say it. If you need to put your hand on your gut or your heart and say it to remind yourself that you have to have conviction when you're saying it, do it. And continue to speak the word. And then you pick up the phone. You call the Christ Universal Temple Prayer Ministry. And you say, pray with me. Uh, the number is uh, 773-568-1717. 773-568-1717. And tell them, I'm praying for you. Praying. I'm calling because I want you to see me well. Pray with me for my healing, for my wholeness. And allow them to stand in the gap with you. Or if you're associated with another religious organization, whatever that is, call them. If you're associated with unity, call unity. If you're connected with divine science, call their prior line. If you're connected with uh, Centers for Spiritual Living, call them or whatever. I'm saying prayer ministry across Universal Temple because that's the one I'm associated with and I know what they'll do. They'll stand with you in the gap. Holding it in consciousness that the principle of life radiates wholeness, energy, and vitality throughout my body temple. On page 17, because I have to wrap this up. She says, I do not teach that you should not go to the doctor, take medication, or spend time in a hospital. The necessity for any of these things in the direct proportion to the longing to eliminate pain and suffering from your body. Good judgment and wisdom are gifts from God, and they should be exercised in all areas of your life, world, and affairs. Always to suffer or to cause another to suffer because you are waiting on the Lord is a misunderstanding of who and what God is. It is also a foolish act. So she's not telling you not to go to the doctor or anything of that nature. She's saying work with the principal while you're doing that. If you do that enough, you won't need the other stuff, potentially, if you can grasp what she's saying here. That's why she says, I do teach and earnestly believe that within every person is the whole spirit of God. And before we close, I want to read one more quote. She states on page 18 and 19, when you acknowledge the healing activity of God within you, align your mind with God life. This promotes harmony and order throughout your body temple. You must believe that God's vitalizing, harmonious life is flowing freely through your body every moment, recharging every part. The healing life of God can heal what People call incurable as easily as it can heal a minor cut or an abrasion. And on the last page of this chapter, she says healing is not a process. It's a revelation, which means God is as instant as you are. When you get the realization, the healing can happen. So next week, we're going to talk about the faith factor. So read the chapter ahead of time. Be prepared. Work with it in consciousness so we can all open our minds and be healed. God bless you.
Thank you for tuning in to Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Join us every Wednesday at 10 a.m. for live discussions about how to live a spiritually transformed, prosperous, healthy, and joyful life. Truth Transforms, only on Unity Online Radio. This program is brought to you in part by Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois. Online at www.cutemple.org and on Facebook and Twitter under CU Temple. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting. No more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you are ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks, so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zender every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on these words from Reverend Joan Gattuso. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies, either minuscule or outrageous, for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. A noble being will always tell the truth. Do you? Begin now with the first step of simply noticing if you do tell the truth immediately or if your first instinct is to alter the facts a bit. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Thank you for tuning in for this Encore presentation. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.